Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Here at Sexton alongside, as he always is, adding color, adding uh, adding context and flavor to the show. And uh, speaking of flavor, the uh, show will be going on the road on Friday, and you can uh, pick up one of those frozen cappuccinos over at Common Grounds. Man, love that Common Grounds. And you go right next door to Heritage, get some ice cream if you'd like. But the show will uh, emit, does that sound right? The show will broadcast from Common Grounds, one of the great coffee shops in Waco. Has become a Baylor tradition. This one will be the location right there on 8th Street. And uh, I'm going to set up shop. already heard a lot of people that are dropping by. Got a lot of parents in town to see their college kids getting ready for the big weekend. The Iowa State game, big crowd expected in town for that. And folks will be wanting to see, what do we do? If we get in early on a Friday, what do we do? Well, come down, spend some time with me at uh, Common Grounds and uh, get some coffee. They got a lot of really cool, different kind of coffee drinks. I used to be a big vanilla latte guy. And then I just got, I just decided to become, I just want regular coffee. I'll put a tiny splash of half and half and a little bit of, uh, a uh, little bit of raw sugar in there. Now, Aaron, are you someone who likes to? Do you like to, do you like some different kinds of coffee? Do you use coffee primarily to kind of keep you wired and keep you going, or do you actually enjoy the taste and look forward to some of the different kinds of coffees that you can have? No, I love coffee. Um, I have a cu- one cup with breakfast. Well closer to lunch but my breakfast uh, before I come in every day uh, and I drink it black the only time I don't is occasionally and by occasionally I mean once a month maybe I'll go to uh, one of the fancy co- the one of the fancy coffee shops and get a uh, 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 vanilla mocha latte yeah, it's okay. something that one of my uh, my ex boss uh, actually uh, bought me one yesterday. Well, bought me yesterday. Bought me one a long time ago and said I needed to try it, and I really liked it. So occasionally I'll get one of those, but usually I just drink my coffee. Uh, just uh, just have black coffee because I like the taste of coffee. Yeah, well, I think you're a man who can appreciate a good live show at a coffee shop, and. Uh, Depending, now the Batsons kind of like to get me outdoors, and weather is breaking, so maybe that'll be fine. My my recent one, I started to melt out there, Aaron, out there at, uh, I love that location, by the way, and they got a beautiful patio out there at the new Heritage Creamery out there at 84 and Ritchie Road. And they got a little shade, a little shade structure out there, but Aaron, you've seen me. I'm a, I'm a big, you know, I, I have dropped a little bit. Don't want to make a big deal out of it, but still a big man. 
and uh, have been known to sweat a little bit in the heat. So, you know, I'd kind of like to be inside. If anybody's listening, the Batsons, I guess I could text them, Aaron. <laughs> Put me inside. Let's, let's have some air conditioning, especially since I'm be drinking all that coffee. I like to be right in there, in the middle of things, and um, always wanted a Common Grounds T-shirt. So I'm hoping to pick up a T-shirt while I'm down there. That'll be fun. And that's going to be Friday at 3 o'clock. Now, at 3.20 today, kind of something special for you. I appeared after the games on Sunday night, uh, or after the uh, afternoon games, I was on Colin Cowherd's. Uh, you've seen him on Fox. I was on his podcast. And we're going to let you sample that conversation, what we talked about after the game, what we think about the Cowboys. And I think you'll enjoy that. And it'll be uh, a, a nice conversation, but it's kind of like me being interviewed by the nationally famous Colin Cowherd. And I thought uh, you guys might uh, enjoy that. And you know what? There's no – Aaron, the good thing about it is this is like his own private podcast. So there's no issue with us using like Fox on ESPN. You know what I mean? So this allows us to keep everything on the up and up. You like that, Aaron, when we kind of – we really we really uh, try to keep everything focused there? Well, and we do have a sister station that runs Fox Sports, so it wouldn't oh, be – Oh, yeah, tell everybody what that is. Wouldn't be too egregious. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, – and we also – that's where Temple, those Temple games are. Yes. And Mary Harden Baylor. Love it when Ward gets out there and does his uh, Mary Harden Baylor. Also, Aaron, I was going to tell you, I think Curtis Quillen is planning to show up for his live spot, or his usual, you just do it by phone, but he is thinking about doing the show live with me on uh, on uh, Friday afternoon. So that'll be kind of cool. I mean, Quillen in person, that's reason enough to show up at Common Ground. Right, and we're uh, talking about Fox Sports. Sometimes, you know, we'll have the Rangers on there if we have something else over here. And we also have Temple Football. Uh, that's our sister stations, 1330 AM and 93.9 FM for Fox Sports Radio. So if we ever say that uh, an event is on our sister station, Fox Sports, that's what we're talking about, 1330 like and 93.9. I like how you did that, sister stations. You've got a lot of sister stations across the dial, and, uh, and I appreciate those. Uh, okay, so we'll let you hear – my sit-down interview with Colin Cowherd, and Aaron's got that all set up. We'll do that at 3.20. Right now, though, Aaron, I, I was just reading a story that I wanted to share with our friends, and uh, I, I just thought you would really appreciate this. And I know our man out at UBO, Sean Hunt, will appreciate that. By the way, those services out there, copier services, sell unbelievable copiers but they also save you huge money on emails and paper and and, and in fact uh, your overhead costs go way down when you use ubo and that's the great sean hunt out there and they do a tremendous job we love having ubo with us and uh i'll be providing more information as as the day unfolds but Aaron, the other day we talked about the cowboys and uh and in the end of the game and we didn't really get to to flesh that out a little bit, there was a story today in the Dallas Morning News that I was reading. And the headline said, it's never easy to manage the clock. Said lots of stuff happened in the final 30 seconds, but coaches kept their cool. (laughs) 
I mean, is that your first thought, Aaron, when you watched that the other day and there was 30-something seconds left and they let it go all the way down to like four or five seconds before that last kick? Did you Was your first thought, well, the coaches kept their cool. Way to go, Coach McCarthy. Way to go, Kellen. Way to go, everybody from the Cowboys. Way to keep your cool. That's not exactly the first thing I thought of. All right, and so I, I wanted to read some of this to you, and, and uh, in case you missed the story today, I'm also read the Waco Trib, so I don't want anybody saying, Mosley, what about the local paper? Well, I love the Waco Trib. Bryce Cherry and Warner and the whole group, Conine, they all do a nice job over there. But uh, this, this happened to be a David Moore uh, story in the Dallas Morning News. Now, this is with 30 seconds left. They run that, that, that play to Pollard. They had hoped it would go outside, but he ran it inside. He gets three yards. So at this point, they've got one timeout left. Now, they had to use the second timeout because um, Amari Cooper got injured. Okay, and th- so that's how they had to use the second timeout. But everybody remembers all that time going o- away and everybody trying to figure out, um, you know, what happened. Why did that happen? Well, here's what happened. McCarthy encountered something that had never happened. The clock he followed on the scoreboard, the video board above the field to keep track of time, went off as it began to strobe to encourage the fans to cheer. <laughs> so I, are we to believe, Aaron, that all day that clock was very reliable, but in the very, with 30 seconds to go, the clock vanished, and it started to encourage, the strobe light started to encourage people to cheer. All right, that's what we're, that's what we're led to believe. All right, so it goes on here. Kellen Moore had his eyes set straight across the field to a clock above one of the stadium's restaurants. A camera operator happened to move his rig in front of the clock, obscuring Moore's vision about the same time McCarthy was flying blind. Okay, what is this, like three blind mice, two blind coaches? We got two blind coaches. Aaron, do the math for me. How many Cowboys coaches do you think were in that coach's box? Do you think all of them had the 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 timing of the clock obscured? You think the quarterback, the quarterback could not see the uh, timing? I mean, there's a million places on that video board to see the time, but poor old Kellen Moore had the had a, a camera operator obscure his view and poor old Mike McCarthy had the suddenly the strobe light started to go. I have never heard so many excuses in my entire life. Now, Aaron, it continues. It continues here. Apparently, um, oh, and here's the story that I love. You can tell, you can tell the writer was maybe they helped him out here to give him some of the background because then he said, no one panicked. Well, it looked like panic to me. Uh, Prescott, Dak Prescott, saw how much time was left on the clock in the end zone but felt the coaching staff was comfortable with a spot for the field goal. Once McCarthy and Moore were able to sort through all this, they had passed the 17-second threshold 
They wanted to run another play before kicking the field goal. They decided to run the clock down to four seconds before using their final timeout to bring Zerline onto the field. They said Will McCarthy, who's the Cowboys' you know head of personnel, uh, Will McCar- McCarthy oh, – oh, no, excuse me. The, the question here is, will McCarthy continue to follow the clock uh, on the overhead board in stadiums? And he said, not anymore. Now, adding to all of this, Aaron – and it was the fact that they thought the Chargers were going to call a timeout. Now, the Chargers obviously needed time in case the Cowboys were going to hit this field goal. They, they needed some time to get the ball back and have some chance to come down the field. The Cowboys thought the Chargers, after that run, would have called the timeout. They did not. It was a confluence of errors that led to this, and quite honestly, while the writer of this story seems to believe that all those excuses were perfectly fine, I think to the fans and to this reporter, those are not, those are not fair excuses to use. None of that. None of that. We thought they were going to call a timeout. Oh, the, 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 the clock I'd been looking at went away. Oh, the clock. No, no. These, this confluence of errors suggests this team has a massive problem that at crunch time they got no they got no captain they got no captain of the ship over there so i am uh i read this thing today i wanted to bring it to everyone's attention the explanation given and i wanted to see if any of our people out there were buying any of it and if hey it, it's fine if you if that's satisfying enough to you that's okay let us hear from you on the text line. If you would like Mike McCarthy to perhaps get someone to help him with clock management, we'd love to hear from you too. Now, the CNC Collision Center text line, and I have not been giving this enough lately because we love our interaction with everyone, okay? We always hear from uh, like dozens of people when we give our schmaltz's trivia question of, of the week. Let us hear from you. On any front, you if you want to sound off on something, Baylor, I'll respond to it. It's 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660. And, uh, and you can uh, sound off. And, I, I, you know, if, if, if you think these explanations are okay, sound off. If you think I'm being too tough on Mike McCarthy, let me know. I really do love hearing from you guys uh in fact you're the reason we do this and you're the reason uh we have so many wonderful uh sponsors and partners you may have heard that at the start of our show we got a lot of co- uh, sponsors and we appreciate all of them and we appreciate you guys for listening okay here's what we do um it is time to listen in to a cool little exchange that happened the other day between colin cowherd and yours truly, that is next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Look for clearing skies tonight and very comfortable conditions to move in. Low temperatures falling to 58 degrees. 
Mostly sunny skies tomorrow should be a beautiful day. It's not going to be too humid. A high of 84 degrees and just as nice on Thursday with mostly sunny skies and a high of 86. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. The Baylor Bears are back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday hosting the Cyclones of Iowa State. And our coverage of Baylor football begins at 1030 with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, live from Touchdown Alley. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Lark Smith, Matt Mosley, and me for scores, interviews, and a breakdown of the Bears and the Cyclones with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on your flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Hobbs Bobby Fiber is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBondedFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Warren Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Green Bay Packers beat the Detroit Lions last night on Monday Night Football, winning 35 to 17. Texans rookie quarterback Davis Mills will start Thursday night against the Carolina Panthers in place of injured Tyrod Taylor. Kansas running back Felton Gardner, who led the Jayhawks in rushing last season, has entered the transfer portal after seeing playing time decreased over the first three games for the Jayhawks. Rangers lose to the Yankees last night, four to three. Rangers and Yankees again tonight, 6.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB football team has been ranked number one in the first American Football Coaches Association top 25 poll that was released this morning. Catch the coach Pete Fredenberg show tonight starting at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. 
boy, always uh, <clears throat> enjoy talking about our presenting sponsor, also a sponsor of that uh, game day live that we do. The, the Baylor tailgate show will be out there at 1030 starting that. And it is the Central National Bank, CNB. Uh, we like to call it, and, uh, man, they, they've got folks that are putting people to work over there at Central National Bank, and what an incredible environment. There are people that come there and stay for 30 or 40 years. I, I know this because I've been hearing about some recent retirements, so they need to uh, continue to bring folks in, and they do a great job. It's family-owned, and I'm talking some families that have been around Central Texas for many, many years and are incredible families. The Nesbits do such a great job. Central National Bank, Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President. The two locations in Waco, one in Temple, one in Austin, Central National Bank. And they're involved in everything. Even this, um, oh, the big uh, Waco uh, ro- uh, rodeo and, and all that that's coming up. Uh, they're they're involved in the mutton shop or whatever that thing is where the kids are out there tackling Goats or something, sheep. I may have gotten that thing. <laughs> Aaron, can you tell I might not have a huge rodeo background, even though I'm from a rodeo town? But what's that thing called? Mutton busting. Yes, God, I love that mutton busting. And Central National Bank uh, is uh, the sponsor of that thing. That is a really a popular deal when the kids get to go out there and mutton bust and and throw their weight around and really get excited. Okay, it's uh, Mosley. It's Sexton. This is a really neat opportunity. I just thought we would want to share this with you. The other day, I was asked to go on a a national show with Colin Cowherd and talk about the Cowboys. And, boy, he had some theories on special teams that I think you'll love, and I think you'll kind of like the back and forth that takes place. This is Colin Cowherd from Fox and Matt Mosley, yours truly, uh, in a, uh, a back and forth, and we're going to play that for you now. All right, let's start, Matt, with the interesting coaching in the end of regulation. Um, I didn't quite understand it. I thought they should have run another play instead of hoping for a 56-yard field goal. What was your takeaway and, and your kind of thoughts on the coaching at the end? Is that a Kellen Moore thing, a Mike McCarthy thing, where they just let the cro- clock run out? You cross your fingers, they – it almost felt like they survived the Cowboys coaching. Yeah, I thought the kicker, uh, Colin, bailed them out. And um, I, I think it's a case of, and I've seen this for a few years now, it even predates to McCarthy, but I, I thought I thought there was some panic that set in. They had enough timeouts. You could tell they sort of wanted to force a running play. What, what, what happens to this coach? is that if he gets even close, and and you saw him in a previous game do this, I think it was the first game, in fact, maybe before the half, if they they get to where, like, he possibly could make a kick, they just just want to slow it down and are scared of doing anything at that point. So I do think some panic set in. You know, I think it's helpful uh, when you do have a quarterback who can take control of that situation, but you need the coach, the head coach, to be in control of the sideline. For years, we got on to Andy Reid for some of his game management when he was with the Eagles. I think McCarthy does some of the same stuff. And if they miss that field goal and and they lose that game, that was going to be an enormous talking point. 
I thought, um, you know, overall, I thought Justin Herbert basically had to overcome uh, a couple of iffy officiating calls, but overcome more than that his teammates. Uh, about 13 or 14 penalties. Uh, he had a bad red zone pick. Um, but, but as I watched that game, I, I, I thought Dallas sort of dominated the first half. Uh, they didn't make a lot of adjustments in the first half. Dallas was gashing them for yards. The penalties were just, I mean, it's so Chargers. It was so insane. Uh, Herbert did have a bad pick six, although I think he's a remarkably gifted young talent. Uh, you don't probably see him as much as we do here in Los Angeles, but your interpretation of what you saw Justin Herbert do today against the Cowboys defense. I, I love this quarterback. And I did last year, I just made it a point to watch him week after week because you could see the development. Um, my wife uh, commented late in the game, Colin, she said, this is a poor man's Brad Pitt. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that was one of the comments that came out of our household, but um, I, I, I really think he's just a tremendous quarterback. Now, Aikman did this early in his career. There's something he does that I think he'll grow out of. The, the pick you're talking about um, in the red zone, Allen got tripped. Um, this guy's so on time, and his throws are so great, he stays on schedule no matter what. And sometimes he doesn't, like, let play out. What's, what's happening in front of him. And he ripped that ball to where he thought Allen was going to be. That was just a weird, and that was some kind of bad luck. Now, I thought the Cowboys, that's a game the Cowboys usually lose, which makes you think, okay, what could be at work? And to your point, on, on what a horrible, like we're almost to the point, you know, all these quarterbacks got hurt in the, in the first set of games, in the early set of games, early window, it's almost kind of like they told the refs, hey, if, if anybody even gets close to the quarterback, shut down the play. Like, yeah. We're sitting there wondering, all of America and the officials and, and excuse me, the broadcasters, Romo's like, okay, was that a grounding? Was he out of the box or whatever? And they shut that play down and they call that thing a sack. Now, that was a smart play, what they did to just get some yardage back and settle for the field goal. But that's almost always something that happens to the Cowboys down there to see those kinds of things happen to an opposing team. I'm talking about holding penalties. I'm talking about some strange, strange penalties. And you're right. There, there were some things. I mean, think about what the Cowboys overcame to win this game today. Both starting defensive ends out, putting a rookie out there to play a position he is unfamiliar with and line him up at defensive end. They were down to, they were, they were very in, I'm talking about down safeties. They were down, you know, uh, uh, defensive ends. This was, and again, who knows once this season plays out, but this, this seemed like a game for the Cowboys that leaves every possibility open for them. And so I guess what I would say is this win was way more important to the Cowboys than it would have been to the Chargers. Yeah, I, there are two things that jumped out to me, Matt. Um, number one, I thought the Cowboys generated a pretty damn good pass rush against now not a terrible offensive line. Um, Herbert made a lot of it look effortless, but Justin was on the move, Matt, almost the entire game without Gregory, without Demarcus Lawrence. Micah Parsons goes to the left, completely worked the right tackle from the Chargers on an inside rush multiple times. But let's let's talk about that. 
this Cowboy team was decimated up front defensively and had injuries in the back end. I I thought they generated a really, again, Herbert, if, if this was Kirk Cousins, you would have really noticed it. If this was Andy Dalton, you would have noticed it. Justin Herbert was on the run on virtually every pass attempt. He was pushed out of his comfort zone on virtually every drop back. I thought Dallas got a great pass rush. Yeah, it isn't that wild that missing those players, they were able to do it. The one thing it causes defensive coaches to do, first of all, they don't really know some of these young guys. Odigazua, who was in there today, he's a rookie. I mean, some of these guys are getting way more reps. Dorrance Armstrong usually gets 10 to 12 snaps a game. He was in there constantly. To your point, number 92 is who I'm talking about. You remember him dropping back and getting his hands on some of those screen passes. And the Cowboys' defense was extremely fast. Now, what did the Parsons having to line up at defensive end do? Well, it caused a, a former first-round pick to get a lot more snaps. He got like 10 snaps last game. Who'd you see a lot? Van Der Esch. He got a sack. He was racing around. There was a guy named Curse out there. Jaron Curse. Um, and and he, I thought he would he played. I mean, he they loved, you know, you heard the, the broadcast. The instincts were good. He was making a lot of plays. I guess that's what I would say is from a schematic standpoint, this defense, even with inferior talent today under Dan Quinn is so much more sound than what it was last year. Yeah. So they could hold up with all that chaos. Yeah. And then maybe we saw, we overreact to things is what we do. But the first, the first game against uh, Red, against the Washington football team, I believe we all, everybody, like, oh my gosh, they didn't get any sacks. They didn't get any pressure. So the Chargers must be great on the old line. No, probably not. Probably not. They're still going to have some issues. Even Slater, who has had some really good moments, you know, they could put some moves on it. I mean, you saw a guy 54 today chase down. That was a big play. It looked like Herbert was going to get on the outside. Kamara is that guy's name. The only way you would ever know him is because Hard Knocks did a deal on his family and all that. We never thought we would see him, but they're so far down in their defense, these guys are getting on the field. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think this was a – this is – yeah. They looked athletic. The Cowboys look faster, rangier, and more athletic, whether it's schemes or their draft picks. In the two games I've watched Dallas, even as Tom Brady moved up and down the field, I, I commented this, there were not a lot of uh, Buccaneer receivers that were wide open. They contested many of those throws. They look athletic to me. They did not, at times last year, they looked slow. Forget the schemes. They looked slow. Dallas looks quick. They, 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 you don't get it. Hey, listen, Keenan Allen, they had one open receiver uh, that was called back. There was a penalty. Shocker, the Chargers had almost 15. But I, I think Dallas I think Dallas looks much rangier and more athletic than a year ago. I think you're right. And when you talk about that speed, I think we need to mention Tony Pollard uh, at running yes. back going for, I believe, 109 yards today. And while this coaching staff and Mike McCarthy has been maligned about not running Zeke as much, I think you have to give him credit today for saying this other guy's got the hot hand. Yes. He's ripping off seven or eight per carry. And he's, he, this is a home run back is what he looks like. I mean, he, he had some, uh, he had like a 30 yard run. I mean, it, this guy, 
hits the hole in a hurry, and then you can almost use Zeke to kind of bludgeon the defense a little bit. Let him lean on people and, and, and get them tired. But what do you do against a guy like Bosa? I thought what they did that was smart was we've always heard this. It's an old thing. Run at run at him. When they have some unbelievable pass rusher who's so great, we talk about he is a great player. But sometimes if you run right at and they would do that some today. They were cutting back, going at him, and he and, and he seemed a little out of sorts at times when they would do that. But I thought that was a good strategy today. They didn't force Zeke. I mean, they, they hammered him in there some, but they said, you know what? These Pollard's a great matchup. They had nobody that could stay up with Pollard's speed. And I, and I thought that I thought that helped. But it was funny, like you said, you, when you say they dominated the first half, it was really the first quarter. I think I, I, think I saw that they had like 13 first downs in the first quarter, and then it just leveled off, yeah. and they didn't do a whole lot the rest of the game. I do think this when I watch Dallas. Um, this offense, Dak has never been an artistic thrower. Um, Zeke has declined for several years. I, I My concern with the Cowboys would be this. Uh, when Zach Martin and Tyron Smith are healthy, this is a very formidable offensive line. Both were featured on TV today. They're very, very good players still. They've taken care of themselves. Uh, Tyron's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Zach will probably get it on the first vote as well. Um, what I would be concerned about if I was Dallas is old offensive lines, you know, week 13, week 15, week 16. Um, as I'm watching Dallas, my takeaway is they're, they're going to have a chin. They're going to score points. This is a team that doesn't win any other way but shootout mostly. I do worry about their offensive line? Because I still think Tyron Smith and Zach Martin are their best offensive linemen. Do you trust their other young offensive linemen? You know, I don't trust their backups, but I can't say as I look around the league that I see a lot of, you know, the bottom line is if these guys are, are really young and talented and great, they're going to be starting. So I don't think there are a ton of teams. We even saw the great Chiefs fall apart at the biggest moment in the Super Bowl and they couldn't hold up. So I think any team is susceptible. The, the, the best thing for the Cowboys, and of course this guy had to miss a game for heat exhaustion, you saw the other day, but this uh, Inseki is a veteran who can play both tackle spots. And then the guy you saw out today has grown a lot in his second year, Terrence Steele. So I yes. do think, I do yes. think they are set up in, in a better fashion uh, if they were to have some injuries to be okay with it. The, the one thing I would say that bodes well is that Tyron Smith, if he's going to miss games, generally misses it with back and neck issues. And for whatever reason, uh, via surgery or whatever it is, he seems to be in a much better place and he looks very dominant right now. So I, I again I don't I'm not saying book him for the next 15 games. I'm just saying I feel a lot more I, I feel a lot better about this line than I did last year or even the year before. They they could stand up to some injuries. You know it's interesting as I look at the NFC East this morning. Um, I think the Giants' offensive line and Daniel Jones' inconsistency is simply too much to overcome to be a playoff team. Uh, I think the 
Eagles defensive front is formidable, but Jalen Hurts, I mean, he is highly unproven, but their defense will keep him in games. I think Washington's using clearly a backup quarterback. As I sat through week two, I've, I've now seen Washington twice, the Giants twice, the Eagles twice, and the Cowboys twice. In 2021, it's an offensive league. If I was to, I pick Dallas to be a wild card team and finish nine and eight. I think if I was to redo the NFC East, uh, I think I would put Dallas ahead of Washington. Um, I, I've, you know, I think Washington was pretty fortunate to beat the Giants on Thursday. The one thing I'm seeing from Dallas, I'm seeing uh, explosiveness with Tony Pollard. Uh, C.D. Lamb's a real star. Dak, shoulder is not an issue. Offensive line is healthy. It's an offensive league. I, I will say Dallas is about what I thought they would be, but I think they are. I think they're a little bit better up front. If I was to redo it, I think I would pick the Cowboys to win the NFC East. Not by many games over Washington, but they're a little better than I thought at 1-1. One and one. When I watched them today, uh, I know that Cowboy crowd was probably 70-30 Cowboy fans, but I, I came away today thinking, listen, we can we can blame the Chargers for all those mistakes, but good good teams force other teams into mistakes, the tempo, the speed, the strength. Dallas is a little better than I thought. Are they, how do you view them from your perception before the first snap and now your perception after the second game? I, I do think they wish they could play in that stadium more. I, I thought they functioned better. <laughs> <laughs> With those fans, um, they, they seem to go on the road and play well. The one thing they have to shore up, they have a problem with their special teams coach. You guys on the West Coast are familiar with, with John Fossil, and he is an intriguing, sort of engaging character. He has become a problem with the Cowboys. He is so closely connected to McCarthy that he has full dominion over a lot of things. In fact, maybe Dan Quinn and then Fossil, as far as like who has the biggest say in things, and so they end up doing very curious things like for no apparent reason before the half, the first half, going in there, trying to block a punt and running into the kicker. Yeah. There, there's always some head scratching silliness with special teams that goes back to last year. And for whatever yes. reason, McCarthy is convinced that this is the best special teams coach ever. He, he, I mean, it's like, they're just little buddies and they just spend a lot of time together. So, they need to sort of figure that out, but I would probably right now, even though I'm, I'm the first to go after Jerry when I think it's appropriate from what I've seen and boy hurts who I really liked. I watched him in Oklahoma. I watched him in Alabama. That, that mess they threw out there today where you just drive after drive and they can't get anything done. And they have their wide receivers need to be guys that have time to do double moves, get open downfield. Um, Rager is not a guy who's going to break tackles. He's just an explosive receiver. I would say, unlike last year, the Cowboys have a chance to win this thing by two or three games. They, I, I think they really do. And last year, it was just a joke of a division. I think it could be a joke of a division this year. But I do think the Cowboys are the class of this division. And I know Jerry and everybody associated with him enough to know that 
they viewed today's win as enormous. They, they, this was the biggest win they've had in two or three years. That, that's the, that, that is the way they're going to come out of this thing, thinking. I promise you. You note that on the special teams coach. I'll give you my theory on that is that special teams coaches often get marginalized as the least important coordinator, right? Um, even a great D-line coach will get more press than a special teams coach or a great um, young offensive line coach because there's very few elite offensive line coaches. So special teams coaches, to stand out, have to take big risks. Gunther Cunningham for years, you know, in, in the league. John Harbaugh. And that, that's not to say that uh, I, I like some risks in special teams, but sometimes to be respected and to go from special teams coach to head coach, you have to be seen as spectacularly creative or wildly effective. Well, how do you do that? Blocked punts, uh, tricks, uh, changing the dynamic of games. And it, it, when you bring that up, it is interesting uh, I, I know because I live in Los Angeles, uh, USC had a special teams coach, John Baxter, and he had the same spell over Clay Helton. Clay let him do anything. And about once or twice a year, they would pull off a zany special teams home run. Just a crazy, crazy success in special teams. But they took, it was a resume filler. He was constantly taking big swings and special teams are at their best if they're sound with a two to three times a year major surprise. It's almost like officials. When you don't talk about them, they're highly effective. When I don't know your special teams coach, yeah. he's highly effective. So it's interesting. I saw this at USC where John Baxter had a spell over Clay Helton, and it was almost as if he wanted, as he aged, he was in his 50s, I want to get a head coaching job, where you're not going to get that with sound special teams coaching. You need to lead the country and block kicks. So I, I wonder if that's happening, that this special teams coach who was with the Rams, now with the Cowboys, he, he wants a head coaching job. His dad, Jim Fossil, was a head coach. And how are you going to get yeah. big swings? That's just kind of my theory on what I've seen in my life in, in football. I'm glad we went there. I've, I've been wanting to hear about your special teams theories <laughs> for years, in fact. <laughs> There it was, a conversation with uh, Colin Cowherd the other day after the games, and uh, we had a good visit and wanted to share that with you. All right, uh, it is uh, game time's coming up at 4 o'clock. That is with Tom Barfield. You know him, you love him, and then you'll hear the two of us together along with Lark out there from Touchdown Alley, the office of Baylor alumni. Uh, we, we're going to have that uh, game day live show that we do and we'll start four hours before kickoff i believe 10 30 if i've done the math correctly we'll be with you at 10 30 so we're excited about that uh we do have i've got some a couple things to add as you as we get ready for this big game this weekend uh baylor in iowa state there are some things that are standing out to me about iowa state and about this opportunity that baylor has i'll tell you what those are next this is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Third and four at the Tampa 21. Only heard here. Back goes Prescott. Deep ball down the right side. He's got Cooper on the right side of the end zone. All season. Comes up with 
the ball and the touchdown. Holy cow. Monday night, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles Monday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all of your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. About uh, Cooper Complete nutritional supplements. We don't always get all the uh, essential nutrients we need in our daily intake of food. Hope we have some good diets. Not all of us do. I've been known to grab an In-N-Out burger late at night. Vitamin D and zinc are for that immune system support. Developed by the physicians of the world-renowned Cooper Clinic in Dallas, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements were developed by Dr. Cooper and his team to address the shortcomings of other vitamin products on the market. I am a testament to this. I am always popping the, uh, I don't think they like me to say popping, but uh, these D3 and then also for calcium and bone and joint health because I've got a, I've got some history, family history with some, some bone issues. I am uh, taking these supplements visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the cooper complete vitamin needs assessment when you do you'll not only find the specific supplements your body needs you'll get 10 percent off your entire next purchase again that's coopervitaminquiz.com and that'll kind of help you know what you need 10 percent off cooper complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. Improve the quality and quantity of your life with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplement. 
Walking into a gym can be very intimidating and uncomfortable. Mobile Muscle can help. The importance of your health is something you can't put a price on. God is giving you the opportunity to start fresh. Life is busy and times are different. With my workout program, I customize a plan that will work specifically for you and come to you. No gym membership wasted. No workout equipment needed. No excuses. I'm Matt Cunningham, and I'm Mobile Muscle. Give me a call or text today, and let's kickstart this year off the right way. 254-716-5174. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Warren Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The Green Bay Packers beat the Detroit Lions last night on Monday Night Football, winning 35 to 17. Texans rookie quarterback Davis Mills will start Thursday night against the Carolina Panthers in place of injured Tyrod Taylor. Kansas running back Felton Gardner, who led the Jayhawks in rushing last season, has entered the transfer portal after seeing playing time decreased over the first three games for the Jayhawks. Rangers lose to the Yankees last night, four to three. Rangers and Yankees again tonight, 6.05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB football team has been ranked number one in the first American Football Coaches Association Top 25 poll that was released this morning. Catch the Coach Pete Ferdenberg show tonight starting at 6 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, got that live show coming up on Friday. Going to be at Common Grounds right there on the Baylor campus across from 8th Street. Uh, right over there across from Collins Dorm where all the freshman girls still uh, end up. Where my wife uh, uh, resided. She was at Baylor. I think my sister, my mom, a lot of folks came renovation coming. Collins. Going to renovate that place. So uh, that's good. That's good. Maybe about time to kind of uh, do, some, do some, uh, uh, some renovation work there. Anxious to see what that will look like. But uh, I'll be right over there drinking some coffee, talking some sports. Come by and I. And uh, I think Curtis Quillen may try to come by on Friday. And it, what a fun deal to see Channel 6's Curtis Quillen in public out there. I mean, you see him on your TV screen, but to see him in person, that's another thing. And the man's, he's looking real thin these days. I think, um, I think Quillen is, is putting out a good product over there at Channel 6. Maybe Nikki will come by too, Matt, the whole gang, but uh, always fun to be around Channel 6 and everybody. In fact, they were so powerful. Uh, Matt Roberts over at Channel 44 just bailed. He just said, those guys are too good. I'm going to go work for Baylor. I don't exactly think that's how it happened, but uh, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and put it that way. No, Matt's doing an incredible job. In fact, uh, he's uh, he's done some really good work on golf already, and I love what he's doing with the men's and women's golf program. So that's that's fun. All right, a story that came down today, Aaron, kind of interesting. Charlie Brewer, Baylor's great quarterback, 
for several years, transferred, a graduate transfer, went to Utah, won the job, started the season at Utah in his third game, was not playing well, and they had punted a ton, and they were having trouble against San Diego State. They ended up losing that game in triple overtime, but he got pulled, I believe, in the third quarter of that game. And today the news comes down that he's gone. He has left the Utah team. Now, I don't know what this is about other than, you know, Charlie won the job, was excited, and now he's out. And so I hate it for him because he was so good for Baylor. We appreciated everything he did. And, um, I, you know, Charlie would always have a spot if he wanted to come be like a graduate assistant. I mean, I can't hand out jobs on the behalf of the athletic department, but I think Charlie would always be welcome back around the program. And um, But uh, I, I'd assume Charlie, because he hasn't played all four of those games, he still has his eligibility if he wants to try to transfer somewhere. I don't know if he'll do that or not. Charlie's been banged up. He's had some bad concussions. He took a vicious hit in the Big 12 title game. But uh, that was the news from earlier today. Charlie Brewer is uh, is back out there and is no longer with the Utah team. And so I don't think he's probably even on campus. We shall see how that works out. I hate it because I hope I had really rooted for Charlie to do well. But the BYU youngsters went out there, the Cougars, and did their thing. And uh, Aaron, I do think and tomorrow we'll get way into the whole Baylor-Iowa State as we move on. And Aaron, before I forget, because we got game time coming up, uh, tomorrow for our Where Are They Now? Thank you, Bebrick. Thank you, Mike Fuels, for uh, for uh, sponsoring that. Uh, Randy Grimes, who was a great offensive lineman for Baylor in the 80s and uh, went on to have a, a distinguished NFL career as well, he's going to join us tomorrow. I believe that's going to happen at 320. Randy Grimes, and he spoke the other night at the Baylor Club. Randy ran into some issues with uh, pain killer addiction and that's an interesting one for me because I have uh, uh, fortunately I haven't become addicted but I've had to take a lot of painkillers for an accident a bicycle accident I've had so very interested to talk to Randy about his experience and then just to his great Baylor career that he had and uh, it was really neat they had a speaking engagement recently I think John talked to him John Morris talked to him recently he'll be on the show with us live tomorrow at 320 for our Where Are They Now segment, and uh, we will get you ready for all of that. The What I was going to say, Aaron, is uh, how about BYU and Cincy? I mean, call it the Big 12 bump, call it whatever you will, but these are two excellent programs right now. I mean, BYU and Cincinnati are threatening to crash the big party. I would love it. Get right in there on that Final Four. Get in there, Cincinnati. I would say Cincinnati, I don't know which one. I mean, BYU plays a tough schedule, too, but they play as an independent. It's a little bit easier if you play a, a tough conference schedule, which they do play at Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's probably a little more highly regarded right now than BYU, but both are really good programs. And, and the perfect storm is happening. Clemson has gotten beat. Um, I, Alabama almost got beat, but Alabama's going to stay up there high. Ohio State dropped one. So the, the door is slightly ajar for one of these group of five schools to crash the party. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool if one of these new Big 12 schools was somehow able to get in there as that number four spot? All right, we got to make way 
for Tom Barfield, and he'll take you all the way until 6 o'clock. It has been the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton doing a great job alongside. Tom Barfield is next. Good night. Recently on Game Time. Going now by Calvin Watkins from the Dallas